daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And I'm Evan Klosky. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making the Locked On Rays podcast your first listen every day. And remember, the Locked On Rays podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join Ulysses and I this weekend to get in on the Tampa Bay Rays action and conversation. That is Spotify Greenroom. Uh, it is a Friday show, which means we're once again joined by 10 Tampa Bay WTSP Sports Director Evan Klosky. I will say the hardest, hardest working man in uh, show business, sports television business. He attends a game as a fan on a Saturday and then jumps <laughs> down to snag interviews after the Tampa Bay Rays clinched the AL East title. Man, I hope you got some some stipend or overtime for, for wielding that together on Saturday evening. Well, you know what? I, I had to trade the brewskis for the footlong hot dog. Mm. That was a move. And, uh, you know, uh, Giancarlo Stan was able to hit that, that slam ruski. So <laughs> yeah, it, it turned into a work day pretty quickly, but you know what? Um, those, those nights are fun. There's a, uh, th- that's the, I can't really complain about logging hours on a, on a Saturday night when you get to enjoy the trot bumping like it was and also see all those guys on the field having a having a great night a well-earned um you know AL East title and just just seeing them enjoy that moment and having you know an up close um viewpoint of seeing it all happen that uh you know I'll trade that in for an off day or or a couple of beers any night not and back to back ALEs champs. And not only that, they, they kept going after Saturday. So now they, they're up to 98 wins, um, making that franchise record. Are we going to see 100 from this team? They've got four games left. They only need to win two. Are we going to mm-hmm. see that, Evan? Yeah. I think we're going to get one hundo on the nose. I think they'll go, uh, you know, two and two down the stretch here. And um, I think they'll get it. I think that's something where they want to hit that benchmark you know you're always trying to achieve goals throughout a season and obviously winning the division uh that is the biggest goal that you write down on the board when you enter the season but now that they did it so early it's like well if we're here might as well reach 100 and do something where it's going to be pretty darn hard for the next team to go past us and you create a benchmark for all those future teams um, which, you know, if we look down at the minor league system, feels like it could be broken in due time um, with with what they're with what they're cooking up. Who was the best interview you had on Saturday? Who was the most lively, energetic and had the best quotes, comments, et cetera? Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I really wanted Phillips and I thought we were going to get Brett Phillips, but he just came out in a watermelon t-shirt and like, just poof, he was gone. He was like running around. He did his airplane move and then he was gone. So uh, I was upset about that, but um, I was able to talk with Shane McClanahan. I thought he was really, um, he was really excited. Uh, first and foremost, he was before the interview, he had the, the cigar in his hand. And he's trying to find someone to drop the cigar. I'm just like, you know, dude, just look, you won. Rock that thing, man. I don't, I don't give a crap. You know, just the viewer doesn't care. Go have fun with it. Uh, but, you know, him talking about just how him and, and Philly, 
you know, they have a sense of pride here, just him being a USF product, you know, uh, Philly being from the area, obviously, that it just kind of means just a little bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, actually, a sleeper for the best soundbite was Eric Neander. Eric Neander looked like he had a, a, a couple of cold ones before talking with us. And he just also seemed like a guy who was so happy um, with what this team accomplished. And he, he, he was in the moment. And that's what you want for a guy who everyone questioned before the season. You know, we, we've seen all the hot takes on social media right now, mm-hmm. right? Everyone's digging up those old Padres are going for it and the Rays are being the Rays. And, yeah. um, you know, he said that, uh, you know, I asked him, I was like, if I told you you were going to be on the precipice of winning 100 wins before the season, you know, like, would you believe me? Is that something that you would actually – you know, (laughs) like realistically tell me that like, oh yeah, we can do that. And um, he said, like, I don't know about a hundred wins, but he said that we were definitely way more confident in what we were doing than what everybody else was saying. And that they, they had a plan. Things have fallen into place. He said, you know, if you factor in using uh, 61 different players at that point, maybe then he would have thought you were a little bit crazy, but um at least entering the season, they, they, they believed that they were going to do this. So that just kind of shows you the, you know, the, the smarts and the brains behind the operations and, and just, you know, a little bit of a vindication of, you know, trading Blake Snell, a move that was not popular in this area, which happens, you know, once every five years where you got to say goodbye to somebody that you love. And look at this, you know, look at them now. Um, well, you, you talk about Neander, and he was the one that said the transition year. Mm-hmm. He was the one that set that moniker for 2021, mm-hmm. and we all took it to mean something else. But n- now, hindsight being 2020, it was just, look, two and a half months of Rich Hills and, and the Walkers carrying us, and then the young ones are going to take uh, – uh, you know, the, the the ship. I mean, you've got Boss, McClanahan, Patino, um, Rasmussen, Randy Rosarena, Wander Franco, all these young rookies who are just now pushing the train. It's really impressive. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's amazing ahead. what this what this team is what this team has built. And you know, Brandon Lau, I think, said it where he was just like, eventually when you're in that clubhouse, you stop questioning moves that the front office does <laughs> that like emotionally you're like man it doesn't seem right that seems like a bad move but then just time and time again eric neander and company they prove that what they're doing works you're gonna feel the winner there's never a step back in the product uh, at least intentionally you know it's not like the rays yeah uh, have have won every season here but um you know at least this kind of feels like um, the start of a really glorious run for this franchise as a lot of things colliding at the right points where the budget looks correct, the young talent looks correct, and they have about like a three, four-year window here where they can nurture all of that before they have to go and start selling off pieces once again. Uh, it's good to hear that uh, Neander was not his typical robotic self. He actually gave some lively quotes. That's good to hear for a change. Uh, one thing that did uh, overshadow the Rays winning the AL East title and the amazing season that they've had thus far was an announcement that they were going to be promoting the split season plan with Montreal. There'd be a little advertisement in foul territory right field side. 
that generated a lot of negativity from the fan base and otherwise. And just a mere couple days after that announcement was made, I believe it was Topkin who put it out there on Saturday. Uh, I think it was what Monday evening, Tuesday that uh, Stu Sternberg gets on the radio and says, yeah, uh, our bad. We, we kind of misread the situation there and uh, we're not going to be promoting the Montreal split city deal with a banner advertisement at the ballpark. Uh, Evan, you've worked in sports media a long time. I don't know if you've ever heard or seen anything like this, but what was your, uh, what's your take on this whole matter here? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, um, I think this goes back to the interview you guys had with, with Dave Sampson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stu is not a good enough villain, right? He, you have to be hated to do the things that you want to do selfishly that, and I'm not saying that we have to agree that that's the right thing to do for Rays fans. We all know what that's all about. Uh, I'm just saying for him personally and the way he's thinking, the way he wants to conduct his business, I like, I just don't think he's that like a bad enough guy, even mm-hmm. though the, obviously Rays fans are angry with this whole situation, but he, he floated this idea out there. We were all talking on Saturday and we yeah. saw that news come across and it was like, look, it's a great idea for publicity because guess what? The playoffs are going to begin and you know, those national telecasts are going to point that camera right at that dang thing. They're going to showcase it and it's going to be all over every single broadcast, which is the marketing that they want. Having said that, I guarantee you people within that organization, maybe cash, you know, even the players said, Hey, you know, like screw you. Right. Like we we are about to win 100 games. We are the best team that you have ever fielded at Tropicana Field. Um, We are making history right now. And you want to completely take the conversation off of this team and put it to something that's off the field. Like that is not fair for this group. So there's a, a moral side and then there's a business side. And I think Stu said from a business perspective, this makes a lot of sense. And then people who have been going to work every day for him and putting putting forth a, a tremendous effort on the field and the people behind the scenes to make sure the people on the field are doing their jobs well, um, they were pissed. Uh, mm-hmm. And rightfully so. And I think that Stu said, you know what? Um, you guys are right. And I'm wrong in this situation. And it's not worth it. So he got the publicity that he needs uh, anyway, though, it's going to be a lot more when, um, you know, you have more eyeballs on the playoffs. Having said that, it's going to be a uh, continued discussion, something that is not going away. They are still very much behind the Sister City plan. Uh, there's still so much to iron out with that thing. I really still don't get it um, from a black and white standpoint. I don't get why um, you are splitting your your fan base, because if you think fans are apathetic now to going to the trop, um, they're going to be completely apathetic when they got the team half of the season. And I'm sure there might be uh, something behind the scenes where it's like, well, they'll be the first like MLB team to create two TV deals, right? They can have one again yeah. and then they can have one down here. And if the, the regional sports networks are the biggest moneymaker for all these teams anyway, doubling that and saying, well, screw the fans. 
I don't need their money anyway now. I don't care if 5,000 people show up. Doesn't matter to me. Daddy's got his dough. Um, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot more from a business side that that we need to learn and comprehend. But just from an emotional standpoint, from an appreciation standpoint, from nurturing a fan base here, um, I just, I don't know. You know, the, the Bucks have it. The Lightning have it. I don't get why the Rays can't have it. I really don't. Evan, be, be, before I get to ask you if you like chess, because, you know, uh, I do want to ask you if you like chess. I got to tell you about Build Bars, Evan, because they're just <laughs> so darn delicious and they're so healthy. They've got so many flavors. You've got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. They've got them all. And you know what? If you can't decide just and pick one, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. 17 to 18 grams in protein, only four to five grams sugar. The calories range from 130 to 180. You've got to get yourself some Built Bar. So how do you get some? Well, you go to Built.com. But before you hit that purchase button, you got to hit that promo code. Locked 15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your order. So use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Here's an idea where they were going to put that advertisement for Montreal. They could just put a Built Bar ad there. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Evan, going to put you on the hot seat here. 2028, where are the Rays playing? I, I honestly, I don't know. It's one of those, like, I think I'm torn. It's 50, yeah. 50. I, I really think this is a 50, 50 proposition. Uh, I totally think that they can work something out in town and, or maybe I'll say 60, 40, right? If, if the sister city mm-hmm. plan is the big one, I mean, they're still technically in our area and they will be around and they'll still be, you know, the team you can root for and just in what capacity, you know, but having said that, I, you know, there's gotta be the stadium stuff has to be ironed out. And, you know, there, it's just such an intricate um, thing to, to leave St. Pete. Uh, Stu would lose a lot of money in the area that way, mm-hmm. you know? So there has to be a lot of like, sweeteners in this deal for him to head over to Tampa. And at least if you went to Ybor city, you know, the, the housing prices over there, if you can get your hands onto whatever they're developing over there and building up, then maybe that can supplant the, the, the loss that you're going to have in St. Pete when St. Pete completely explodes. If Tropicana Mm -hmm. field gets bulldozed, right. I mean, That whole area is gone. They can build something really beautiful. If you've seen any of those proposals, um, yeah. you know, you can have a big old outdoor mall, a lot of things that can happen there, which a lot of non-baseball fans would love. So um, and right now, you know, Stu's got a hand in some of that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I hate I hate to sidestep this, but I just I just don't know. I, I, I don't know either way. I think we're stuck right in the middle still. Well, I wasn't really kidding about the chess question. I, I Do you think Stu is playing 4D chess here and, and just kind of doing the sign at the time that he's doing it to rev up some hatred? He's making himself be the villain so that the fans now put some push into city government and saying, you better not be uh, for this two city uh, proposal. We got to get these guys in Tampa. Do you think that that's what he wants so he can get a better deal 
in a stadium in Tampa. You know, I think that Stu is certainly many moves ahead of all of us in this conversation right now. You know, there's so much that we don't know. Um, there's also so much from a city council standpoint that we don't know either. And, you know, they also have to weigh the cost benefit for their residents and what, you know, well, if we don't have the raise, what does that look like? Are we making mm-hmm. more money? What can we do with that area? Uh, is that going to be better for area than the raise and having, you know, this ugly bubble sitting there? Um, so there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of hard conversations that still need to go on. And again, like we still haven't hit that like it better be done soon because it's really by mm-hmm. the end of 2022 is when it, it's starting. That's to me when it's like, hey. We're losing time here, yeah. losing a lot of time. And now now things are in trouble. So right now is still very much in the phase of I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bluff. I'm going to try to piss you off. I'm going to try to do all these things to rile you up to get what I want because my mm-hmm. back isn't against the wall yet. So why am I going to capitulate if my back isn't against the wall? Like for me to give up on this stance, you're going to have to give me everything. I'm not ready yeah. to compromise until the 11th hour. So, um yeah, I, I, you know, I just there's there's so many like there's so many questions with each individual topic. Like the whole Montreal thing is a, a whole laundry list of questions. St. Pete's a whole laundry list of questions. Moving to Ybor City is a whole list of uh, you know. It's not. It's just. It's not as easy as fans put it. Where it's like just moving to Tampa. Like there's a whole. It's it's a whole. I mean, a whole podcast. We got to commit to it, and we got to really get caught up in the weeds. I mean, it's a real like we got to have a really boring podcast where we just go to the <laughs> nitty gritty, and we're talking about city planning and ju- civil I mean, engineers. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. we got to bring in, in guests. Uh, yeah, guy here's my idea: me. split city proposal. You have half the season in Tampa, half the season in St. Petersburg. There, boom, done. I solved mean, it. Problem I, solved. There we go. I would, you know, for me, like I like to me, I don't know why you have to go to Montreal, right? Wouldn't it be cool if you can like build uh, an outdoor stadium at like in Tampa and then have the trop as a backdrop? Now, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the the city would have to pay. Like Stu cannot pay for both. You know, like so, the the city would have to pay for that stadium so that right. Stu isn't incurring any costs. Thus, it makes more sense for him. Um, so that's the complicated portion there. But I think ideally that would be a ton of fun. And you know, you would have like, and honestly, like you can avoid you can avoid rain delays that way. You can just you know you can say, hey, this game's being moved, but you know, yeah. Whatever. Uh, getting to some on the field discussion here, uh, Ulysses, we put out a question on Twitter to our listeners as to who will be the AL rookie of the year. I cannot remember the last time I was actually this excited about an awards race, let alone a rookie of the year award race. And there's a lot of candidates and a lot of shifting and it's a very fluid situation. You have, Randy Rosarena, you have maybe Wander Franco with tying and maybe after tonight surpassing Frank Robinson for that on-base streak by a player 20 years or younger or age 20 years, whatever the saying is. Uh, <laughs> Shane McClanahan, Luis Garcia, Adolis Garcia, Ryan Mountcastle is in the conversation. Even uh, Indians closer, Emmanuel Classe, there might be a player that we don't know about. And we put it out on Twitter and some people are – super sure that it's going to be Wander. There's some people that are super sure that it's going to be Randy Rosarina. There's a contingent out there that believes it's going to be 
Ryan Mountcastle, believe it or not. Uh, Evan, to get your take on this, A, who do you think should win AL Rookie of the Year? And B, who do you think will actually win it? And I guess those could be the same person. Um, I think I think Randy is for both. Okay. I, I think Randy should win it, and he's going to win it. Uh, Randy's right now the odds-on favorite to win it, uh, with Mountcastle being second. Wander Franco has made an incredible surge, and mm. if he played another month, then I would be telling you that Franco is my guy. Um, yeah. But what I always like to tell people is that the rookie of the year is not who is the best rookie, because that's Wander Franco. It is who had the best rookie season, and that is Randy Rosarena. He's had ups, he's had downs, but in the end, he's played every single game out there. You know, he hasn't been injured. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying. He takes a day a day off a week, but um, he's he's been an integral part to this lineup. They're a team that's going to win a hundred games, and. I don't see how you can go in a different direction. Uh, Ryan Mountcastle's numbers are fantastic. And I think if he were to win it, I would not be opposed to it at all. I, I just, in my, it's my belief that Randy has had a more impactful season, especially, you know, a lot of the times these awards come down to t- a little bit of what the team has done to provide a little bit perspective on what the individual has done. And I don't like to solely go to that factor, but I think in a tiebreaker scenario, that is where I look. And, you know, I think that's where I am. Mountcastle's close. Randy is just a little bit ahead. And, you know, Adolis Garcia dropped off big time after his hot first half. Um, Wander, I think, might be third. Just because of name value alone, a lot of people in baseball know Wander Franco. Obviously, 43 straight games on base streak is is tremendous. So I think he'll get a lot more love than maybe what others would have thought when he came up uh, originally and said, oh, he's never going to have enough time. Um, but I do, I do believe he's just one month short of making that final push to be rookie of the year. You, you've got a guy who has played 137 games to one that's played 66. Mm-hmm. That, I, I don't, I don't think it's, that's just, that's almost as comparing a guy in uh, a season in 2020 to a guy in 2021. Like, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost apples to oranges. And I understand that Wander Franco has had a, just a tremendous rookie season. And, 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 and the fact that it took him a month, to basically adjust to major league baseball and then just hit like one of the best hitters in baseball. That's unreal. But I I got just like if there's an MVP race and a guy who just has tremendous numbers is playing for a fourth uh, team in a division and another guy has maybe not quite the same numbers, but just a tad below, but helped his team win the division. I got to go with the guy with the division. And this is kind of the same argument here. I got to go, go with the guy who's played 140 games, not the guy who didn't play 70. Yeah. No love for Luis Garcia? Yeah. And, and, and to, that, to that point, um, I think you're seeing that play out like on the flip side in the NL MVP. Like for me, mm-hmm. Fernando Tatis is the MVP, despite the fact that Bryce Harper is right behind him, despite the fact that the Phillies were – 
a better team and made a nice push there because of Harper. To me, Tatis is just it. Like, that's the guy. And it is a dang shame that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is not going to win MVP. Like, it is insane to me that you had him and Otani. Like, for me, I would love to give Vladdy the NL MVP and <laughs> and Otani can take the AL. But you cannot, you cannot not give Otani the AL MVP. Right. Yeah. You know? Because the fact of the matter is, the guy pitches too. And that's just, no matter what you say, and anybody out there wants to build an argument for Guerrero Jr., I love you. I love the guy, but no, like the dude pitches. <laughs> like he just, right. the guy literally, it's like, no, like the guy, he has like 20, 25 plus stolen bases, 45 bombs, and like a three something ERA. Like, get out of here. Like, we he do did. not talk about, about, we do not talk about him enough. He has behaved like MLB is Little League. He's the best kid on on the team, yeah. and so he is the starting pitcher, and he will steal bases, and he has pop. Like he made the highest level of baseball his little league. So yeah, give him the MVP, a hundred percent. Yeah, if not for Otani, the Angels might have like thirty five wins. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that might be the difference maker there. By the way, uh, before moving along here, I will note that. Uh, the AL Rookie of the Year has, I mean, for the last decade, mostly been an offensive yeah. award. So that's maybe where Luis Garcia gets a little bit of a drawback. But mm-hmm. if you look at the war leaders for rookies in the American League, uh, according to Fangraphs anyway, they have Garcia at the top at 3.1. Adolis Garcia and Randy Rosarina tied at 2.8. Wander in what is it? Sixty-six games, sixty-seven 2. games 5. now. Two point five. Yeah. So he is climbing up there. He's actually ahead of Shane McClanahan, who's at two point four. Yeah. Amino Class A, two point one, and Ryan Mountcastle. I think because of the defensive metrics, he's at uh, one point six. But the offensive numbers certainly are impressive from Mountcastle. So there we go. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Wander wins it. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that it is the BBWAA, and we've we've seen some quirky voting before. Sure. So I think in I think some of these guys, it could be a lot of votes will be pulled in one direction. Some guys voting for Garcias, some guys voting for the other Garcias, some guys voting for Classe, maybe one for Mountcastle, and Wander might slip through. Just throwing that out there. That's my little hey. Maybe maybe I'm sure this is on Bet Online, right, Ulysses? Wouldn't this uh, I'm sure this rookie of the year chase is, is probably a big component, a uh, big component of what they're doing right hey, now. Hey, you know what? Put your green skittles where the yeah. where your mouth is, Kevin. You got to go to Bet Online because Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football actions this season and baseball too, of course. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football and, of course, baseball, too. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, and baseball right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 
We also want to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gasoline needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Listeners can make up to 25 cents for every gallon of, uh, of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL, and that'll get you a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That is up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Again, just download the free Get Upside app and use that promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Okay, uh, getting to some baseball trivia here. Uh, I'm going to lean into this one and really trolling hard here. My question, I've got a name that war and a trivia question for you both. Um, Canadian-born baseball players. Hey. Wow. All right. Let's do this. All right. We better get used to it. We might have to get some Canadian citizenship within the next half decade or so. Stop it. Start learning French. Um, Okay. With that, uh, I have in front of me a list of, there are five. There are five Canadian-born players to have hit at least 200 career home runs in the majors. We'll let Evan start this off. I need, really, I would love to get all five of these names, but I'll take three. I'll accept three of the five. Larry Walker. Correct. He is the leader, the top dog at 383 dingers and, of course, a Hall of Famer as well. I got you, bro. I got you. Joey Votto. Joey Votto would be correct. He is number two on this list with 330 career homers and maybe, maybe a future Hall of Famer. Oh, heck yeah. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay. The the OBP King. Jim Edmonds didn't get into the Hall of Fame, so I don't know. I don't know. Jim Edmonds never won an MVP award. Okay. So one MVP. No, I, I don't disagree. I'm just oh, saying, okay. it's not like a, I don't think he's necessarily first ballot. Unless he's like, you ready to have this conversation? You ready You ready to turn <laughs> us into locked on Reds? <laughs> we got to get our buddy Jeff Carr on the phone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, that's for another day. That's off-season talk. Um, <laughs> you were just so emphatic that he is going to be. I, just I don't disagree. Okay, okay. Not first ballot, but he's definitely getting in. Okay, let's. We'll get more than 5% of the vote on the first time through. Yes. Okay. Um, Justin Morneau. Justin Morneau, and he is, that is correct. He is number four on this list with 247 homers. Not a Hall of Famer, I will add. Uh, But that is three. That is technically correct. But because you guys are tag teaming this one, I need all five names. I can't let you off the hook. I didn't, I'm not boned up on my Canadians. Uh, Yeah, man. Oh, man. Did we see these uh, two guys play? Yes, you did. Uh, one guy, uh, this is just basically giving it away, but he was a very, very prolific pinch hitter. Matt Stairs? Matt Stairs. 265 homers across a 19 There's no way we were going to get Matt Stairs answering this question. He just did. He just well, did. Yeah, well, with, with a clue, we got it. That deserves a clap. I'm going to give you a clap on that one. 
one All more, right. one more, one more. This last one. He uh, started his career, I believe he started his career with the Pirates. I'm sorry, by the way. Uh, then there was. <laughs> it's always, that's still the first guy that comes to my mind when I mention the Pirates. Incorrect, but the first name does start with a J. Uh, Jason, Jason Bay. Bay. Wow. You I are good. You. I beat you. The Pride of Gonzaga. Let's go. Jason maybe, Bay, maybe, 222. Maybe career. <laughs> Homers. Uh, so this is this was one of those exercises where uh, Evan didn't do really much anything on the project. It I was got Ulysses. Jason Bay. For, go you, check the tape. Go check the tape. Who got Jason Bay first? We'll have, to, we'll have right. to go back. It's two for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. He uh, Evan started it off and then uh, got bored halfway through, and then Ulysses had to pull through <laughs> before. I, you know. I, I, does that, please email. LockedOnRays at gmail.com and please tell me if you know all the Canadians that have played this game. <laughs> I need to know. Is this common knowledge? Am yeah. I on the outside looking in? Oh I got goodness. Larry Walker and yeah. then I, 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 I am so confident that I got Jason Bay before Ulysses. So confident. Oh, okay. I will check the tape. I feel pretty confident about my, 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 my speed there. Fair enough. I will say, I don't think this question was all that hard, though. Like, no. I think... No, we got it. I, Morneau, Walker's an obvious one, and Joey Votto. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's your pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Um, next question. Also, hey, we, we better start getting into some Tim Hortons and oh my whatever... God. I don't know what else. Hockey. We we better get more into hockey. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll just say Maple that. Syrup. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, poutine. Yes. That poutine too. is excellent. It is. If it you want to have a conversation about poutine, now we're talking. Well, talking about Joey Votto's Hall of Fame candidacy. Oh my God! What a podcast. This poutine just looks like a gross mess. It just. It's delicious. Poutine I've and pots. Boom. That's our off season conversation there Let's make it happen there folks. we go okay uh name that war eric bedard eric bedard is from where was he born here he's uh he's from navin navan canada okay i'm sure i'll be corrected on that one he uh went to a high school in ottawa so he is as Canadian as it comes. Also, one time Ray. Yeah. I should add. 2014. Yes. Uh, what is Eric Bedard's career war? Okay. So, oh, man. Okay. So 2014 was his last year. So then I would say that his first year was around 2005. Uh, 2005. Yeah. So then that makes him like an 11-year vet. But just for easy math, let's just take 10. He had like four really good seasons, like really good seasons. So you could do four times four, that's 16 war. Then like maybe two seasons where he was two. So that's 20 war. Uh, maybe then 18. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go with 19 war. Okay. That is Ulysses's guess. 19 war. Evan. Um, here we go. 24.2. Mm. Wow. Specific. Very. 24.2 is Evan's guess. Ulysses is closer. 17.4 was Eric Bedard's career. I war. thought his peak oh. was better. Oh, man. He had like I a stretch there where he was awesome. I thought he had like, I thought he maybe like pumped out like a sixth season. 
Mm, no, he, he got hurt, his, man. What, what was his best season? 2007, right? 2007? Uh, and he's never been an all-star either. Wow, 2007, you are correct. Yeah. I mean, it technically could have been 2009, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's been a, there were like four or five years where he got hurt. So I oh, think that. So, so okay, I, I put him at a six. He was at a five that season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, career ERA. Oh, wait a minute. Time out. So if you go to Fangraphs, uh, Fangraphs has him at a 23.4. Yeah. Hey, okay. hey, easy, Evan. Since the beginning of the of name that war, we always specify baseball reference. He's trying to get out of it. He's trying yeah. to get out of it. What is it? What's he doing? What's going on? <laughs> He's trying to pull some Stu Sternberg BS. No. Trying to backtrack this one. Sorry, no, 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 no. no. Just, I've been given price. proof that I almost nailed it on the Fangraphs side of things. My head is just a Fangraphs guy. Like, what am there I supposed go. to do? Is there okay. supposed to be like a calculation that I go and I subtract <laughs> from the number that I got? That's what it he, was. He's a he's a, a Fangraphs loyalist. Yes. In fairness, they should just Bref and Fangraphs should just combine, merge forces, do it, and just have. This is what our war metric system is yes. instead of B war, F war, X, Y, Z war. Like let's, okay. Cause there's some, sometimes some big differences too oh, with yeah. the, the wars and everything. But anyway, on you that note, uh, sides are like sitting at the phone by the way. And they're just like, I'm not going to make the first call. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not me. Uh, not gonna call. Who's going to make the deal? I'm confident uh, that okay. my war is the best war. There we go. Uh, Evan, how can people find your work? Uh, at Ekloski WTSP. Uh, that's on Twitter. Again, 99.9% of the time. If you hit me up, I'll respond. Um, and then also, uh, please head to 1010bay.com. So much is happening right now in our area, whether it's the Rays heading to the playoffs. We'll be all over that next Thursday and Friday as we got playoff action at the Trout uh, from the Bucks. Uh, big Big matchup this weekend. I don't know if you heard, but Tom Brady's heading to New mm. England. So we've been talking a lot about that. You can find that on 1010bay.com. And then the Lightning, um, you know, they just had their first preseason game in Emily Arena. They're going to be back at it again tonight, a little back-to-back. They actually have a back-to-back-to-back, which is preseason hockey for you. Everybody splits up. Um, but, you know, we're about to be getting into uh, Lightning season. So um, no matter what, 1010bay.com got you covered. And then you can find me again on Twitter or on uh, Instagram at Eklosky and on Facebook as well. Hey, don't forget about USF. USF football. They might have a quarterback. Here we go. (laughs) They actually. And, and, uh, you know, to to be 1000% fair, uh, they put in a way better performance than I think anybody would have ever thought Mm -hmm. uh, in BYU. So tip of the cap for that. You know, moral victory in defeat. And we'll we're a, yeah, we're a uh, women's basketball school. Always have, always will be. That's right. That's what we, that's, right. uh, that's, that's what right. we go with. Yeah. And producing, I guess, uh, USF, I mean, or baseball draft picks. Too. Hello. Yeah. Shane McClanahan, baby. Let's go. McClanahan's one of them. There's yeah. been several others as well. Okay. On that note, uh, thanks again for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, Be sure to check out the locked.